Good morning and welcome to your flagship radio program, the Nasco Moments Radio Show. Do you know where your children are at this moment? You would recall that just recently we discussed tree planting as a necessary environmental practice that we all need to imbibe. The Nasco Moments Radio Show received feedback which established that planting trees is not only beneficial to the environment, it is of utmost critical benefit to humankind in general. We have also come to understand that important as tree planting is, a large segment of the population is yet to come to terms with the reality of just how important it is to plant trees on the regular. Indeed, many of our compatriots have instead engaged in acts and practices that could qualify as acts of sabotage to the environment. Planting trees in our neighborhoods, as had been observed in the first part of this show, is really one of the best things you can do for the environment and for the planet. This explains why over the years some state and non-state actors have executed campaigns with the sole aim of promoting tree planting. With the exception of few pioneers like Kebi, Zamfara, Kasina, Kanu, Jigawa and Yobe states, however, we have witnessed a general decline in tree planting efforts across many states in northern Nigeria. As a consequence, our environment is faced with neglect and has become susceptible to climate change and global warming. This and other related challenges are known to be attributed to the indiscriminate felling and non-replacement of already existing trees. This Saturday morning, we have invited once again on the Nasco Women's Radio Show, Mr. Falimara Babajide Charles, a lecturer in forestry and wood technology at the Federal College of Forestry, JOS. After our interactions with him when he was last here, we felt there were other areas that he needed to further elaborate upon, which should help us all pay more attention to and commit to make our environment conducive and healthy for humanity through massive tree planting activities. Stay glued to your radio set. We'll be right back. I'm Hudun Yang. Flavor you may need. Yeah, it's so crunchy and so creamy. Yeah, it's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, Nasco. Get away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. Mr. Charles, thank you very much for returning to the Nasco Moment Show. Yeah, you're welcome. So we need to know once again why tree planting is a necessity. Yeah, thank you very much. Like I mentioned during our last interaction, God created, you know, from inception, God created a balanced and perfect environment made up of beautiful vegetations. And then as human population began to increase, people began to demand for more land for various purposes and then you know, various uses. Then people began to indiscriminately cut down these trees without actually considering the effects on the environment. And then today we are actually suffering the consequences of our past actions. And then we are talking about breaking back this vegetation and then planting more trees. And some of the benefits, some of the environmental benefits of these trees include one, we talk about you know, exchange of gases between trees and humans. We as human beings, through the process of respiration, we take in oxygen and release carbon dioxide. While the trees on the outside, they take in the carbon dioxide and then give us pure oxygen. Then the trees through their leaves, they tend to act, trap you know, air pollutants from the atmosphere and then you know, give us oxygen to take in. Then the trees also help us to you know, provide a cool environment you know, 
cool atmosphere, cool environment in the cool on the earth, temperature of the earth. And then also, we talk, talk about the farm aspects. Now, they, they tend to increase the nutrients of the soil when they deposit you no know, more nutrients you know, by their later fall you know, when they decay and then they add more nutrients to the soil. They also prevent loss of water you know, through either soil erosion and then through flooding and the rest. So, those are some of the environmental benefits of these trees. Okay, apart from the beneficial effects of tree planting on the environment, are there any other benefits? Yeah, of course, there are, there are some other benefits aside from the environmental benefits I've mentioned. Let me talk about air care delivery. Now, people, it has been discovered based on research work that people who stay in hospitals you know, or in wards, where there are trees along and outside their window, tend to recover faster than people who don't have trees you know, outside their windows. And then we talk about medicinal values like moringa, moringa uh, tree species, uh, commonly called the zuguli. And this particular tree species, all the vegetative parts, the root, the seed, the bark, and the leaves, they have medicinal values. Even the eucalyptus, you know, there's this common close up to paste, abba to paste. And the major uh, extract of that to paste is made from uh, eucalyptus species. Then we talk about job opportunity through establishment of forest industries or wood industries, either on large scale or small scale uh, uh, level. They also provide job opportunity for people to actually work and then you know, do some other things. So those are some of the other benefits that we can derive from. It appears there are lots of benefits. Uh, lots of um, benefits. Can you identify for the listener the kind of trees that we should plant the most and why? Yeah, if you're talking about the, plant, the type of trees that we planted the most, now we look at the reason or the objective of planting those tree species. Maybe for beautification of the environment, either for agroforestry practice or maybe for, you know, we look at the economic value. And if we're talking about for beautification of the environment, we have species like Delonis regia. Now, this particular species is commonly called flamboyant tree, or they call it flame of the forest. And during the dry season, the, the particular tree will shed its leaves and then give out beautiful flowers so that it will actually beautify the environment. Then we have Melina arborea, commonly called Melina. And then we have the Tectona grandis, commonly called Tick. All those ones can be used for beautification of the environment. And if we're talking about agroforestry practice, we have species like Azadrashta indica, the neem, that's a people called Dunguyaru. And then we have Glycidia sepium, Lucina leucosphena. All these species, they tend to you know, fix nitrogen in the soil and it increases the nutrients of the soil. If I'm talking about maybe um, economic value in terms of fruit producing trees, we have Pachia baglobosa, which produces the locust beans that people eat and mix with their soup. And we have the Avinja wombolo. That one is called there is the Obono. The one used for kono soup. We have a Patelaria paradox that is the shea butter tree. And we have fruit trees like Magnifera idica, that is a mango tree. Those can be planted in the environment for different purposes. Mm. Where can these seedlings for such trees that you've mentioned and more be found? And how affordable are they? Would you say they're expensive? Yeah, we are like in our institution, we have a particular, you know, nursery where we raise these seedlings. So we have different varieties and qualities of improved seedlings that people can come and get at affordable prices. In fact, you can get them as low as 15 euro per seedlings. For any tree they want? It depends on the type of trees. Okay. Different trees with different economic value. So okay. it depends on the can, value. It can be as low as 15 naira and as high as what then? Yeah, as high as maybe 200 to 15 naira. Oh, okay. Seedlings. Okay. This is the Masco Moments radio talk show and today our focus is on tree planting as, an, as a necessary environmental practice. Uh, we'll be right back to continue our discussion, as I'm sure you're finding it interesting. There's more to come. Please stay with us. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony will hold on Thursday, 10th August 2017 at Golden Base. 
customers who are best performing partners, including transporters, will receive awards and plaques in the gold, silver, bronze categories, amongst other mouth-watering prizes. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony is strictly on invitation and starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All invited guests must therefore be seated by 2.35 p.m. prompt, please. NASCO, providing the quality life. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show. We have been examining tree planting as a necessary and beneficial environmental practice. Our guest is Mr. Falemara Babajide Charles. He's a lecturer in forestry and wood technology at the Federal College of Forestry, JOS. Uh, can you tell us what the common disadvantages of tree felling um, are? And you are well aware that many people resort to the use of felled trees for firewood and for other purposes. Yeah, of course. Now, there are numerous disadvantages, you know, as a result of indiscriminate felling of tree, also called deforestation. Now, when people deforest the forest or cut trees indiscriminately, now, one of the disadvantages is loss of biodiversity. Loss of biodiversity and the habitats. You know, the forest provides habitats, you know, shelter for these plants and animals, the, the flora and the uh, fauna, those you know, endangered species of uh, plants and animals. But when we now disrupt the ecosystem, when we cut down the trees, we tend to destroy the world of these uh, plants and animal species. Now, like for instance, we have Pandam Game Reserve in um, Georgia, Plato State. And that particular game reserve, because of you know, current indiscriminate felling of trees you know, at high level, now that particular game reserve is the shadow of itself. Most of, most of the animals you know, are actually migrated to some other places. Then we talk about um, you know, loss of nutrients from the soil. And then you know, loss of um, you know we talk about soil um, loss of soil nutrients and some other uh, nutrients in the soil. Then we talk about you know um, the structure of the water cycle. Now the trees tend to absorb water from this groundwater. They call it groundwater. They absorb water from the soil, and then through the process of transpiration, they release this water into the atmosphere, thus maintaining relative humidity in the environment. And by so doing, they help to maintain the atmospheric temperature of the microclimate. But once these trees are gone, then the climate becomes very dry. And then the land becomes bare. So these are some of the disadvantages of actually you know, felling these trees indiscriminately. Are these uh, the reasons why our weather keeps changing? Of course, they also affect the weather. You know, like in Jose, you know, you have so many buildings, so many industries in Jos, and most of the trees have been cut down. So everywhere is exposed, everywhere is opened up. And there are no trees to actually absorb some of the gases that are going into the atmosphere and then you know, it decreases the temperature of the environment. Okay, so what is the right thing to do when you actually have to cut down trees? What should you do? Now, there are policies. Before you can cut down trees, you have to plant like at least maybe minimum of five trees. So before you cut down particular trees, you, cut tree, one. you, you cut have to plant one, five. You have to plant five immediately you know, in that area where you, plant, where you actually remove that particular tree. All right. Um, it has been suggested that there are disadvantages to the environment in having too many trees. So, um, and especially as it affects farmers, how yeah. true is this? Well, I would say that is not really true if there's proper planning before actually planting the uh, tree species. Now, before actually planting tree species, you have to consider the type of trees or the type of tree you are planting and then the spacing in between these trees. Those are very, very important uh, factors. Now, if you're talking about type of species to plant, for instance, you have this eucalyptus species. And this particular species, if you have them maybe close to your building or you plant them, you know, maybe to serve as a sheet for vehicles. Now, this tree, after, you know, after some time when they are matured, they tend to tear and break away. I mean, thereby destroying either the building or destroying the vehicles that are packed under. So, if, if, you, know, if you didn't plant the right type of species, that can also pose a threat to the environment or to the building. And you talk about spacing, and there's a particular space, you know, standard species that you have to consider that close to the building from the tree or to the wall where you are planting them. So, putting into consideration the type of species to be planted as well as the spacing 
and that also you know goes a long way into talking about either the disadvantage or the merits. Then for the farmers, you know the trees. If when they have more of these trees in their farm, they tend to benefit more, in the sense that the trees serve as windbreak, protecting their crops as well as maybe their livestock. If they incorporate livestock in the in the farm, you know from maybe when we have the issues of an high windstorm and the rainfall, it protects their crop and their livestock. And then it increases the nutrient of the soil when these leaves, when the, uh, the leaf litters drop to the soil and then decay. And then you talk about you know prevention or reduces the soil erosion and then some other uh, problem in the farm. In fact, some of the trees can be used as sticks for their crops. Okay. So they benefit more when they have these trees in their farm. I don't usually see many trees in farms though. Is it supposed to be, you know, just a few trees in your farm or a lot of trees? Well, but another reason why probably, probably some of these farmers don't plant these trees in their farm is they look at what they benefit that will, will I actually start to benefit from this tree in my lifetime. So that's why they, are, they have a wrong perception. So that's why they don't actually, actually plant these trees in their farm. Okay. Um, can you elaborate to the understanding of the listener how planting trees helps to impact climate change? I know we've talked a little about this. Yeah. Is there more that we need to know? Yeah, of course. You no, know, I'll explain this by using the, uh, a process called carbon sequestration. Now, the trees serve as carbon sink. Now, when, when we take out, when we release oxygen, when, when we release carbon dioxide, rather, and then some other processes, maybe through our uh, automobiles and some other things, we generate all these uh, greenhouse gases. Now, the trees tend to absorb all these gases from the atmosphere. And then, through the process of carbon sequestration or photosynthesis, they will now convert this carbon into wood. And then, this carbon will now be stored in that particular tree as far as the tree is standing and still alive. So, you prevent these gases from going into the atmosphere and then increasing, you know, causing issues of climate change and then global warming and then increasing the atmospheric air temperature. So they tend to absorb and prevent these gases from going into the atmosphere and then causing problems in the environment. All right. So definitely we need more trees around. Yeah, of course. How true is the assertion that the planting of trees uh, help to combat global warming in the tropics where we are right now as a people? All right. Yeah. In fact, global warming is a serious issue now. Now, when we talk about global warming, global warming is simplified as increase in atmospheric temperature. And this arises from you know, human anthropogenic activities. Now we are small when you fed these trees, by the process of falling these trees, we are releasing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Then from our automobiles and so maybe some people do pump tires in the process of trying to break stones and they release carbon monoxide into the atmosphere. And our refrigerators, you know, our air condition, they release what is called CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons. Now these chlorofluorocarbons you know, go to the atmosphere and then react with the ozone layer. Then when we react with the ozone layer, it will now deplete the level of the ozone layer such that there will be high influx of ultraviolet radiation coming from the sun to the atmosphere. And when this radiation gets to the atmosphere, as it's going back, being reflected back to the atmosphere, the greenhouse, the greenhouse gases that are accumulated, the carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide that have already been accumulated in the atmosphere, will now absorb this radiation and prevent it from going outside the atmosphere. Then it will now bring it back to the earth, and thereby it will now increase the temperature of the environment. But once you have these trees in place, they tend to absorb these gases from the atmosphere and prevent you know, the increase of the uh, atmospheric temperature, thereby cooling down the earth. There's plenty of work that needs to be done. Yeah. Yes, it's the NASCO Moments radio talk show. And uh, we have many more questions. Um, I sure hope that you're finding this program as interesting as uh, we are right here. We have some more questions for our guests, if you'll join us after this break. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony will hold on Thursday, 10th August 2017 at Golden Base. Customers who are best-performing partners, including transporters, will receive awards and plaques in the gold, silver, bronze categories, amongst other mouth-watering prizes. The NASCO Group 2016 Customer and Partners Forum and Appreciation Ceremony is strictly on invitation and starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
All invited guests must therefore be seated by 2.35 p.m. prompt, please. NASCO, providing the quality life. Welcome back. You're on to your favorite NASCO Moments radio show. Our guest today is Mr. Falimara Babajide Charles. He's a lecturer in forestry and wood technology at the Federal College of Forestry, JOS. And we have discussed and agreed that tree planting is a fundamental, necessary and healthy environmental practice. Now, in this final segment of the show, we shall focus on these practices, habits and rules that ought to govern tree planting initiatives in Nigeria. Now, I'd like you to name the types of trees that are best suited at absorbing carbon dioxide to help us fight climate change. All right. At this point, I will say, you know, there are so many, there are lots of trees that relatively actually absorb this carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and then, you know, combating climate change. But when thinking about maybe efficiency or effectiveness of the trees, of the trees, I have to consider some factors. Now, factors like adaptability of that species in that location. Can the tree actually grow best in that location? And you talk about the gestation period, the lifespan of that tree species. Then you talk about you know, trees with broad leaves to allow for you know photosynthetic activities for them to absorb the carbon dioxide or carbon from the atmosphere. Then you look at trees with big trunk or white stem, which actually, actually convert the carbon into you know productive use. Now, I can actually recommend trees like um, teak, as Techna Grandis and the Melania Aborea. And those are the species that we have in this our Nimbia plantation, where they call forest. There are three species that were planted there. Now these species, you know, they are fast, exotic, uh, green tree species. And then they can adapt to any environment. They also have broad leaves, especially the tick, the Techna Grandis, the tick. That is very wide and broadly for it to actually absorb, you know, so many carbons during the process of photosynthesis uh, activities. Okay, those are the ones that thrive more around here? Very well. Okay. Very well. Um, how many trees should each person, whether young or adult, on the average plant annually in order for our communities to effectively combat and hopefully halt climate change we're all complaining about? Well, I would say there are no, there's no specific numbers of trees to be planted, you know, but like in the, in the developed countries, you know, they have this culture, in fact, we used to have it in our country, you know, some of our secondary schools, where we have this uh, young foresters club, tree club, green club, and the rest. Now, in such institutions or educational, uh, educational institutions, students are made to plant a minimum of like five trees. Once they get admitted, they, 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 they are actually made to plant like five trees and then tender and not show this tree until they graduate. So, if you, know, you can actually cultivate this culture in all the institutions, so that any either tertiary or secondary or primary institutions or primary level at the primary level, students can actually go and then plant minimum of five trees. Not sure the tree till they graduate. That also go. That, that, that also will actually go a long way. And then if you have them around our buildings, we can find minimum of five trees now around our buildings, around our, our institutions, and the rest. Okay. What would you recommend for adults? Adult minimum of five too. Mm. As, as much as but as much as possible. Okay. What alternatives would you promote as against the prevalent use of firewood by many Nigerians? All right. Yeah, before I actually talk about the alternatives. Now, based on research, I've been discovered that. Um, you know, the use of firewood, especially in Nigeria, has reduced what is called life expectancy from 60 years to 45 years. And the reason is because of some of the harmful emission of gases from the use of this uh, firewood. Now, we have gases, um, we have uh, kerosene, but you know, all these ones are on the high side, so they, cannot, they, they actually cannot actually compete with the uh, firewood. Now, the particular um, alternative I would recommend is called brickwork. Now, brickwork is made from what is called sawdust. And then starch. They are used, you know, the starch is used to actually bind the sawdust together, compress them, and then compare them into a cylindrical shape. 
and used as fuel wood. Now, among some of these are wood industries. You saw me and then the timber market, like we have the Katako, UTC, and the building materials. And they do temporary combustion. And the process of doing their combustion, uh, combustion, combustion of the logs or the billets of woods generate lots of sawdust, but enormous quantity of sawdust are generated. And these sawdust, in another way, they actually constitute environmental nuisance. And some are discarded or burnt, and even in the process of burning them, they release gases to the atmosphere. But by collecting these sawdust and then using them to produce bequet, now, brickwork can also be used as just the same way we use our charcoal and use our, the uh, firewood. It can also be used to, you know, for domestic cooking and the rest. So that will save the environment as well as, you know, provide alternative for people rather than people going to the forest and then destroying trees in the forest. It will reduce pressure on the forest. But are we making these brickworks, as you said? Actually, we actually produce them in our institution. What alternatives would you promote as against the prevalent use of firewood by many Nigerians? Yeah, before I actually talk about the alternatives to prevalent use of uh, firewood, alternative to you know, other sources of energy. Uh, research has shown that you know, Nigeria in particular, because of you know, the rate of deforestation and other things, that the use of firewood, by most of these, especially the rural dwellers, has reduced you know, life, what is called life expectancy from 60 years to 45 years. And this is as a result of you know, emissions of gases from the use of this uh, firewood. Now, when we talk about alternatives, now, gas and kerosene, which most of people use, especially in the urban area, urban area you know, are, not, are not actually you know, available options because of the high you know, cost of acquiring this uh, kerosene and the gases. Now, another, another alternative I would recommend is called yeah, is what I would call brickwet. Now, brickwet is made from what is called sawdust, you know, mixed with what is called stash. Now, all these, are, you know, the, all these uh, particles, the raw material, the stash and the raw material and the uh, sawdust, they are easy to get by. Now, uh, wood industry, for instance, the sawmill industry, we have the um, timber markets, like we have Kataku, UTC, and then the building materials. Now, the, this timber market, they do what is called temporary conversion. Now, the price of converting you know, the billets or the log of wood or you know, the other blocks of wood, and they tend to generate enormous waste called sawdust and some other waste in the form of um, shavings and then trimmings, of course, and the rest. Now, this waste can actually be utilized or collected together and then used to produce brickworks. Now, this brickwork can be used as an alternative to either the firewood or the charcoal. Now, by using them, you are more or less, you know, utilizing the, this waste and preventing them from serving as environmental nuisance. And most of these uh, timber markets, what they do is they burn the sawdust, and by burning them, they are releasing gases to the atmosphere, contributing to climate change and the global warming issues. But when they are put into efficient use, now they will serve as alternative to firewood. Now they will save the environment from pollution, and then they also provide you no know, wealth and also maybe sorts of employment opportunities for people to also engage in. So that is another alternative that people can actually do in use of the briquettes. Okay, how can we get the timber markets to produce these briquettes? Well, the timber market may not be able to actually, you know, produce briquettes because of the technical know-how. Now, people actually need this briquette, they can come to us at the institution, Federal College of Forestry, and we can teach them. You can maybe organize seminars or workshops or, or you know, people can do have or hands on, you know, where they can actually practice it and do them. You know, it's not a it's not a hard thing. They can so they can do maybe in their house or anywhere. It's a very simple process. At the end of the day, will it be affordable? Of course, very affordable. They don't have to be buying sawdust and starch, you know, it's, it's you know, easy to get by so. Okay. Um can it really be said it is a very expensive task for ward heads, local and state governments or even private sector entities to undertake mass, large-scale tree planting campaigns, say on an annual basis? Well, I would say it is not an expensive task in the sense that when we look at the benefits accrued from actually planting of these trees in the environment, 
And then we also consider you know, the great consequences of deforestation of indiscriminate felling of these trees on future generations. Then we, all, everybody will know, we know, we put our hands on the desk in actually planting those trees on an annual basis, even if possible, every day. So it's not an expensive task for people to do that. Like for, like for instance, in our institution, on a yearly basis, specifically June 12th of every year, we embark on tree planting campaign. Now we distribute seedlings to people free of charge, and then we go and plant in their buildings, in around their buildings, you know, around their institutions. So it's not an expensive tax at all. Okay, as we round up, is there anything else we've left out? What more would you like to say to the listener? Well, what I would say is, we should always cultivate the habit of planting these trees and encourage our neighbours as well to also plant all these trees. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we are certainly grateful, Mr. Falemara Babajide Charles, for your shared professional insights. They will no doubt have benefited everyone who has listened to the Nasco Women Show this morning. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. And to our esteemed listener, I'm sure you are aware of the importance and necessity of tree planting. We are hopeful that everyone will henceforth engage in practices that help the environment while shunning those that have adverse effects such as indiscriminate felling of trees in our villages, towns and cities. And here we end the show. Remember to follow the program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. You can also follow the program on Twitter on the Twitter handle at NASCO group. You can freely send any feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email marketing at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777 to the NASCO Moments trivia question segment, which I know many of you have been waiting for. Our question for this week is, what types of trees are best suited for absorbing carbon dioxide to help fight climate change? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Remember to include your name and location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Ignatius Usa and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Ruben Alex and Ignatius Usa. I am Hudun Gyan. Stay out of trouble and commit to plant a tree today and always. Bye-bye.